Hey everybody, it's Matt, and thank you so much for listening to Transmissions from the Dark Side. Before we start today's show, I wanted to let you know something really special. We let, we let you know a little bit about it later in this episode, but I wanted to front load it on this episode as well. We have some friends coming to town to do a show in our hometown, which is Ferndale, Michigan, and it is the My Neighbors Are Dead podcast. If you haven't heard about this yet, it's a very, very funny podcast. Uh, My friend Adam Peacock does it. It has been featured on the AV Club. It has been in Split Cider. And my goodness, if you are in the southeastern Michigan area and you are free Thursday, July 20th, you've got to come out. And I want to make it easier for you. So all you have to do to enter in to win two free tickets is go to facebook.com slash T from the dark side. That's the transmissions from the dark side page and share our newest episode. This week's episode is called Devil's Advocate. That's the one that you're listening to right now. Share that and you're entered to win. We will select a winner at random. Uh, So if only one person enters, you've got a pretty good chance. There you go. That's all you have to do. It's going to be a great time. So if you don't win, we would love to see you anyway. And now enjoy the show. This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side, Jerry Stiller is a radio host. Everyone's upset that calls in. He's becoming a werewolf? Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we watch seminal 80s horror anthology show Tales from the Dark Side and reporting it back to you. The name of this episode is Devil's Advocate. Advocate. Is, that anything, is that anything like Devil's Advocate? Devil's Abacus. The Devil's Abacus. <laughs> yes. Where the devil does math for 22 minutes. <laughs> I'm Matt Noss. With me is Matt Rose and Woo! Jen Hansen. Jen Hansen. How Matt is Rose. everybody doing tonight? Doing so good. The name of this episode was Devil's Advocate. The Jen, Devil's Advocate. Hit us with them sweet deets. Okay. I want to hear these deets. All right. Here are some sweet deets. Oh, wait. Do oh. we read the sweet deets first or do we say what we thought the episode was about first? Deets first. Deets first? I say deets first. Well, normally if you read the summary. Oh, no, please. That I, I, I Hey, we, hey, hey. I don't want to throw things off. From the system we never had? All right. Perfect. Hey, let's act like professionals. Great. And say, longtime listeners will know. Yes. That we always take a guess at what this episode is about based on title alone. And today is no exception, Matt. Today is no exception. The name of the episode, The Devil's Advocate, I wrote a precursor to the Keanu Reeves classic, (laughs) El Pacino guest stars as the wacky lawyer. Boy, was I wrong. Mm. Uh, I wrote um, The Devil's Divorce Attorney. Or a group, a PTA group that sells candy for the devil. Also, they advocate for him. 
Maddie. Mine, uh, mine was about a lawyer who ends up defending the devil in court. Yeah. Ooh, pretty good. We were all wrong. We were, we were all, all wrong, so but wrong. I feel like the name, our episode ideas made more sense with the name, with our imaginary. I think so, I think so too. I th- yeah. I, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get to that. Yeah. All right, Jen. Deets. Give us those sweet deeds. All right, here are some sweet deeds. This episode, season two, episode seven, entitled The Devil's Advocate, aired November 10th, 1985. Uh, IMDb says, a hate-filled host of a radio call-in show discovers where his anger and cynicism lead. Stars Jerry Stiller. Killer Stiller. Killer Stiller. Stiller, uh, Written by uh, George George A. A. Romero. Romero. George A. Romero uh, has written four episodes of the series. Uh, So he wrote the pilot. Wrote uh, the pilot, Trick or Treat. Uh, He wrote this episode. And then in season three, uh, he wrote two episodes but not a lot from old uh, George old A. George. Yeah. And then directed by Michael, Michael Gornick. Gornick. Yeah. Michael Who Gornick. Who was a very long time George Romero contra- um, collaborator. That's right. <clears throat> I-, I believe that Michael Gornick was one of the producers of Dawn of the Dead. Um, and just George Romero stuff going forward after that. I mean, he, I think they worked together on a lot of stuff. A mm-hmm. lot, like, same thing with Richard Rubenstein. Awesome. Um, uh, for some, um, context, some historical context, uh, SNL this night, uh, the host was Madonna and the musical guest was Simple Minds. Oh my uh, gosh. There was no cold open, uh, in Madonna's monologue. The host, uh, she talked about her and Sean Penn's recent secretive wedding, uh, and shows mockumentary I remember, clips from it. I remember that. I do too. Uh, there was a hell beer commercial carrying a warning for the soul. The Reagans spend a quiet evening with Prince Charles and Lady Di at the White House, but tongues get loose after a few drinks and Nancy gets frisky. The musical guests Simple Minds perform their song Alive and Kicking, which is why I was singing it earlier. And also, I thought the song was called My Life with Kiki forever. <laughs> Hold it. So Alive and Kicking, you thought was Alive my, with Kiki? My Life. My Life with Kiki. With Kiki. My Life with Kiki. Yep. I was... It, it fits. It fits. Thank you. My parents' cat's name is Kiki. Oh. I love her. I just thought I would contribute something. <laughs> we are broadcasting live on Facebook Live. Everybody who's joining us right now, thank you so much for watching. Hi, guys. Here's something that you may not know if this is... I, I love instantly the moment I acknowledge anybody mm-hmm. on Facebook Live. They it's leave. like, we go from eight to two. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to stop recognizing any of you. Uh, here's the deal that you may not know. Oh, is it about man? It's about man. How he lives in the sunlit world? Yeah, he lives. He, he lives to be, to be reality, reality, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but. There is unseen by most an underworld. Yeah. A world that's just as real, but not as, as brightly, brightly lit. lit. It's a it's dark, dark side. side. Yeah, it's, it's a, a dark total side. dark yeah. side. Yeah. The door to the dark side swings wide open. Scream. You touched my hand. I did. It's really sweet. And uh, we're welcome to spinning reel-to-reel tapes. Yeah. Yeah. And what I called public domain music. <laughs> this was also almost instantly the point where uh, Matt shouted, oh shit, I've seen this one. Which yeah. is yeah, great. You I did. that's you... the first one. That... This is the first one I remember seeing. Yeah. I don't remember as many details, of course, after watching it, mm-hmm. where I got to a full frontal assault yeah. of Jerry Stiller's one-man one man tour to four. Yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, the engineer did say like two lines. 
It's <laughs> hey guys, let's uh let's jump to the end for a second. Y'all think M Night Shyamalan stole a couple of days <laughs> for this episode? Yeah, this maybe. is maybe <sighs> for a, for a Romero. Maybe maybe George Romero just needs longer to tell a story. It's always possible. Um, no this this to me was quintessential Romero. Really? Yeah, because of the politics involved. Yeah, I, I get that. I just, I don't know. I felt like I was like, all right, well, it looked like he was turning into a werewolf for a while, and then he wasn't. <laughs> yes, he's he's a monster. I... Jerry Stiller. If you don't remember who Jerry Stiller is, he was. And I the, pray you do. He was George's father on Seinfeld, Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. and uh, he's father been, to Ben. What's that? Father to Ben Stiller. Father, father to Ben, ben Stiller. Stiller. And when his name came up on screen and I read Jerry Stiller, my went my mind went Jerry Van Dyke <laughs> from Coach. Yes. So I thought instantly like, oh, I'm uh, we're going to yeah. see uh, a coach up here. Yeah. Boy was I wrong. No. How do you think he would have done in this uh, in this episode? About about the same. Yeah. I think. This is a tough app. Yeah, there's there a lot a... carried on Jerry Stiller's shoulders. All I could think about the entire time was Seinfeld. I was just imagining every every screed, every uh, it is just it's a just, festivist rant. Yeah, is <laughs> just to George. <laughs> or the few silly Jerry yes. or yeah, yeah, or a million others. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know where to begin, but we begin with a spinning tape machine and uh, the the things uh, yeah the needles the, the needles mm-hmm. to show like levels for a radio station. I worked at a radio station for a couple of years, so I I should know what those are called, but I don't remember. The uh, the drops let you know that Mandrake, the devil's advocate, is coming on at midnight. Right. And very it's like, very shortly. It's, it's like, like eleven fifty five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's it is moments quickly to coming up on Mandrake, the devil's advocate. Jerry Stiller busts in to the recording studio and fit to be tied. He oh, he's had it. Yeah, he is not happy going on and on and on about some wino they found dead in his car. They found they he he found somebody dead in his car. Can you believe that? And then the police wanted to keep him there and they suspected him and he said he hadn't missed a broadcast in 13, 13 years. An exposition exposition. It is so much exposition, I didn't write any of it down. Yeah. Because I was like, winos, OD freak. And then I just wrote, he's really monologuing. He's going for it. He does not stop talking pretty much this whole episode. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's, there's, there's no stop. It is just, they have unleashed the beast. I haven't, it didn't, that didn't bother me the way that, some of the other like one man episodes have bothered me. No, this one at least they had the counterpoint of the voices on the radio. Yeah, I, I'm thinking of not pump up the volume, but Eric Bogosian. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what was the name of that? Shoot. I talk talk radio, not talk radio. Uh, yeah, it was something like that though. Yes, I'm just thinking radio days, and that wasn't it. But I would look it up on this device that I have that uh, is in my pocket, but that might be weird. You mean a phone? Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna do well, it. Well, right so now. while you're while you're doing that, we will just continue this yeah. episode like you weren't here. 
um, he is mad at the cops. Yes. He is railing at the cops. He is ready to talk about the police. Yeah. And and so um, he was he says the words, I'm going on a rampage. Yeah. 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 You want to talk about cops? You want to talk about other bums? Let me know. I'm going off on everybody. Yeah. It was yeah, talk yeah, radio. Oh, okay. It was talk radio? Ha <laughs> ha. Um, so by this time, he's ranting and raving, and he's ranting and raving all the way to his chair and, you know, does his his little open. You got, you know, Mandrake, the devil's advocate, uh, starting on a rant. And uh, if you're calling in, you better think twice. Yeah. <laughs> this is the night. I'm going on a rampage. Nothing makes me want to dial into a radio show more than a, a threat host, from the host. A host who's like, hey, don't talk to us. I don't, so, I, admittedly, I don't listen to a ton of talk radio. Mm-hmm. Um, but is is there a whole genre of talk radio where people just yell at you? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean... I Why I don't I don't that? I don't <laughs> so I don't listen to that kind of shit because it drives me nuts. Yeah, I listen to a lot of NPR, right? Where yeah. like people talk calmly. I don't even like those <laughs> call in. I get very uncomfortable when like people call into yeah. radio shows or uh, roasts, like celebrity roasts. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm connecting them in my mind, but I find them all embarrassing. I thought you were going to say like a pot roast. Oh, and pot roasts. Yeah, they're mortifying. Yeah. Um, you see one of well, those, you're like, no, thank so, you. So my dad, my dad listens to a lot of AM talk radio. Okay. So a lot of Rush Limbaugh, a lot of Sean Hannity, where it's it's them getting really mad and yelling about stuff they don't understand. Okay. Um, and then people call in, and everybody agrees, and then they yell some more, and that is basically the entire duration of their so program. that's what I'm so I'm imagining it's yeah you know I'm I'm pissed off about this politically you call and say yeah I'm pissed off too so it's le- like there's anger but everybody's in agreement this yes. is just him like shitting on them yes yeah yeah that that's so I don't know why somebody would call into this show um I don't either uh because why why would you do that to yourself but uh, apparently people do that okay like no i mean like I, there, I i think they legitimately do do that there is this magical moment on every episode of talk radio where somebody from the other side calls in and that's when they like unleash the beast where somebody mm-hmm. calls in and is like hey rush i don't agree at all i think oh i think everybody should just go out they, and, yeah, it's and, not even the point of the other side it's the worst idea of yeah, what the just other the like, concept of the yeah, other I, side. honestly I we think, have all this money in america we should give it to the poor and rush is like oh let me tell you i'm a fat slob and i hate him i hate you <laughs> dumb people ditto heads back me up here kill 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 the poor <laughs> i when when you said uh, someone from the other side always calls, I instantly thought you meant a ghost. ghost? <laughs> oh, it's me. Wait, I want to listen to these shows. It's me, ghost progressive. Ghost liberal. <laughs> I've seen socialism and it's not so bad. Bernie has some good ideas. Put her emails. <laughs> Musical <laughs> guests. But her <laughs> emails. <laughs> Uh, all right all right so he starts taking calls call one lady from cincy her husband just got laid off so let's he was a steam 
fitter, yeah. I think she said. Let's talk about this for just another moment. Oh, okay. This son of a bitch is syndicated? Yeah. I guess so, yeah. That's what that means. This guy is coast to coast. Well, th- yeah. so shock was was this the time the era of the shock jock? This is would that, be is that what this was? I mean, we're uh, talking 80 85 uh I think Stern would have he would have been doing what he was show. doing. Yeah, cuz Stern was It would have it would have been early on, but I, I Did Stern uh, yell at people like this? I didn't listen no, to Stern. No, no, Stern oh, okay. didn't badger people like this. That that's more I mean, that's seriously more of an AM radio okay. type thing. Um but uh Rush Limbaugh wasn't a thing until the late 80s. Okay. So this must have been more of kind of what you were talking about with the Eric Bogosian movie. Uh, talk radio okay. uh, of just they would have I don't know I mean I I hate to say it but it would be kind of like a, a Phil Donahue or Morton Downey Jr. but on um the radio even though like Phil Donahue didn't badger people I okay don't think. But yeah I get people it. would people would be in the audience and they'd ask a question and then mm-hmm. it would be you know badgering or badgering light but uh, yeah, I just uh, I just did a cursory Wikipedia look, and they said it really came to popularity in '86 okay. because of Stern. But there was other personalities like that who were shocking jocks. But it seems that no matter what, the the format of talk radio has kind of always been, and every sports radio absolutely is like, I don't know, Detroit sports fan, Barry Sanders is a terrible running back. I said it. Disagree with me? Call in. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, and then it's just the the it starts going like they have you know a hundred calls deep, right? And yeah, they just make a ludicrous point that they're just like I don't know everybody out there. I think Brad Osmus is doing a great job, right. you know. <laughs> or if it's politics, it's like he's not too bad, is he? It's like wait a minute. Yeah. Hitler had some good ideas. Disagree. <laughs> Call in. <laughs> Every single, it's like it's a weird, weird <laughs> subject for a sports call-in show. <laughs> Just starting every night, dude. Hitler knew how to run the button hook. That's all I'm saying. Welcome to Sports Center, where we're talking about Hitler. Let's talk about Mussolini's three-four defense. <laughs> I don't know what that sport would be. <laughs> I guess, I guess, a team with seven players, right? Yep. Um. Yeah. So, anyway, this woman from Cincinnati yes. with her steam fitter husband. Her, yeah, her he steam just husband. he just lost his job. She doesn't know what they're gonna do, and that's when he starts. Mandrake starts going after this woman about her husband and about how he should be glad that he no longer has that crappy job, and blah blah blah, and unlock. And how now he is paying for her welfare state or whatever, and all yeah, I they think should go of out and have a fancy dinner on on Mandrake with because French he's wine. wine, yeah, yeah. And all I could think of is like, if if a steam fitter is anything like a pipe fitter, mm-hmm. they make good money. Yeah, they're union. Okay, they get benefits, they get good money, they get guaranteed wages and stuff. If he lost his job. She has a right to be upset mm-hmm. because good luck finding that money that again. replacement of income, yeah. Yeah, unless you can find another job as whatever you were doing before or something in that field that's union, right? So he's sitting there acting like this was just some low-paying job. Mm-hmm. 
No. <laughs> no, not at all. They probably made quite a bit of money, and she is legitimately concerned. And instead, Mandrake just starts yakking about welfare states or whatever. So I wrote at this point, Mandrake? He's a grade-A jerk. <laughs> I, I wrote, um, Mandrake is mean, and then underscored it. <laughs> So she said a neighbor lady made her call. Yeah, I I I, I didn't think I didn't want to call. Well, and then a neighbor lady convinced me, and he's like, "Who who's the neighbor lady? Why did she do this? Well, you're stupid." And I mean, like, you do was, everything the lady neighbor lady tells you to do. But that's the whole show. Why are why is anybody calling this show? I maybe it's like a dare or something. I I don't know. I so the premise of Mandrake, the Devil's Advocate. Is to not talk to Mandrake, the devil's advocate. <laughs> I mean, it kind of seems like the Don Rickles call-in show. Yeah. Where, like, you call hey, in, yeah, like, hey, oh, what are you? What are you, some kind of Chinese? Like, <laughs> Yes. Rest in peace forever. <laughs> then he goes on break. So the on-air light goes off. And then he... Picks up another phone call? That was a very astute observation of you. <laughs> you, you, you're like, you brought yeah. that up as soon as it happened. Hey, like, you're off the air. <laughs> Mandrake doesn't take a break. He's he, not there just for the radio. He doesn't no. care. He yeah. lives this. He wants to help as many people as he can. By on that not ship, helping by them. By screaming at them. <laughs> by calling them stupid. Yeah. But yeah. All right. So we, I believe that was the act break. By that, the was the, yes. that was act one. Act two comes back. Oh, I didn't mention this. In the first act, he is like this far away from the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> he is five feet away from the microphone. I thought, didn't he have like a headset That's on? only when he comes back from when the When it break. comes back, oh, he's got okay. the headset and this he's is... drinking soup. Guys, 22 minutes of film in the can. <laughs> 22 minutes of film on the screen. Mandrake. <laughs> Mandrake, can you get a little clo- closer? I'm sorry, I cannot. Mandrake, just get Mandrake, closer. Little, just a little bit closer. Just a little bit closer. Okay, better? Uh, but, you uh, still like like another another couple feet. feet. Yeah. Another couple feet. Yeah. Okay, that's too no, close. That's too that's, yeah, that's too <laughs> oh, now you spilled your soup. Yeah. <laughs> I missed him spilling the soup on the oh, controller. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I, and so I kept looking at the, um, the, the little uh, levels indicator thinking there was like slime or devil juice growing on it or something <laughs> okay so i'm That's gonna what read we called wine in my house i'm gonna devil i'm juice. gonna i'm gonna read my notes okay the colors are nuts he's wearing a headset and eating soup losers all of you spills soup on control is he turning into a werewolf yeah yeah it's about this point I just saved everybody five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so the collar that he has on the line that he has on for almost this entire act, I labeled, yeah, Pittsburgh. <laughs> there was before, yeah, Pittsburgh, the there was the, the weird uh, fuck you farmers guy in Nebraska. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We keep spending money on weapons and we need to spend more money on firm. Like, I thought it was an alien calling in. Uh, it maybe maybe it was the blue testicles yeah. from uh, oh, the grape nut sack. The grape it's all connected. <laughs> yes, this is a shared universe. What yes. would happen if if Tales from the Dark Side were a shared universe? I was just thinking the same thing, and that wall is empty, and I think we need to fill that with like 
pictures and red string and like we need to come up with a plan of how this whole thing is connected or maybe i'll just get fired from my job and live in your basement and do that <laughs> a real beautiful mind yeah. project yep. down here. yes 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 george R. a romero is related to jerry stiller this one is how he met his wife this one it's it's all it's all it's all prime numbers guys don't you see it i mean it's, it's basic math <laughs> the number 37 just keeps coming back up uh so Pittsburgh calls, and this is the guy who's a watchman. A watchman, yeah, yes. the watchman. And he's like, "Yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Mandrake. I called in because, uh, like, I don't even remember what they were talking about. He was. <sighs> what does a watchman do? They watch stuff, like Uatu. Okay, all right, thanks, fuckers. <laughs> It's one of the predator, yes, yeah. Matt. <laughs> they turn invisible. They hunt man for sport. <laughs> like what do they what do they watch? What stuff do they watch? Oh, a watchman? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm so I'm asking because I felt like Jerry Stiller was taking a very literal interpretation of what a watchman was. Yeah. Um, like, like you screaming at him, Oh, you people, all you do is watch and you watch things. How can you stand watching? I'm like, well, he probably, maybe it's just the name and he does other stuff. Well, I mean, if, the if, real you're, if you're a night version yeah, of a watchman, yeah. if you're a night watchman for like a museum, right? You do your rounds, you make sure that no one breaks in. Mm hmm. Um, I, I don't watch. think, I don't think you like literally sit there and watch the woolly mammoth right. to make sure it doesn't move or no one steals it. Like I, th I think if this turns into a night in the museum, museum I am I'm fucking out of here. I'm getting this the door. <laughs> so I got my notes again. Um, 11, 11, 28. I almost thought the mammoth moved. Um, but then it didn't. Uh, then eleven forty-seven. Um, I was looking at the mammoth, and it looked like it looked like it was looking at me, like the eyes were following me when I looked. But then it wasn't. Uh, so then, like about midnight, I fell asleep, and that's on me. That's on me. That's on me. <laughs> that's Jerry's fault. That's Jerry's fault. <laughs> but then I thought the mammoth was watching. Who who knows? Yeah. <laughs> who watches the mammoth? <laughs> anyway, I wasn't looking when <laughs> when this car crashed into the building. <laughs> I'll just collect my paycheck later. <laughs> anyway, I gotta go. <laughs> There's a beach party I need to get to. Whoa, surf's up, Watchmen! <laughs> hey, I gotta. I know I'm supposed to be doing this job, but I got a job at the beach. Do 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 do. Whoa, look at that surfer surfing like an Egyptian. <laughs> Hope I didn't ruin your crab boil. <laughs> hey, he's got our crab. Splash. This episode was a little boring, so I'm glad oh we're breaking God. it up. <laughs> Oh you God. mean you were bored by Jerry Stiller yelling into a microphone for, for 20 22 minutes? Let's, let's be really honest. It was 20 minutes because I watched at the end. They... <laughs> oh, no, that right, last shot right. where he finally turned into Wolfman Jack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, oh, God. How do, how do you get through this episode? Yeah. Oh, he's yelling at, yeah, Pittsburgh. And, uh,. You get this close-up of him all of a sudden. After he spilled his pea soup 
on the on the mixing console. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, no, that is not ever going to happen. No. no, I went to a radio station. My friend Venus worked <laughs> um, at uh, 105.9 when it was um, before. Uh- Excuse me. When it was like an original hip hop station, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. excuse me, they would not. It would. I, you got a warning the first time you had any liquid in the control room. The second one was a five hundred dollar fine. Ooh, because that equipment is so yeah. expensive. Mm-hmm. They do not. They don't mess around. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like they cannot afford somebody sloshing pea soup. All over the place. Why well, do they keep but I cutting mean, back to the soup? Like we saw that we saw the soup on the levels like three or four times. Well, because they paid for a can of soup, and goddamn it, <laughs> they were they were gonna they were gonna get some use. And they out didn't of that get soup. to eat it like they normally do. So there's so much confusion that happens with this. Uh, all right, so he spills the soup. He's talking to yeah Pittsburgh. He's turning into a werewolf. The guy from Pittsburgh's like, yeah, you've gone sour. Oh, hold on. Just just inside Yes, yeah. we're turning into a werewolf. Right. So I don't know what's happening. I'm thinking I'm watching Wolfen. Right. <laughs> With Albert Finney? Deep yeah. Cut. Deep cut. Because my man Jerry Stiller's got the jowl chops yeah. going. Oh, for like real. His sideburns are going, but then he's got like hairy jowls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the Larry Jowls, doesn't he work for Ain't It Cool? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's great. He's great. He's on Reddit now. Oh, yeah. He's a mod on Reddit. They're brutal to him in the comments. Dude, they're like, oh, (laughs) splashy the whale. (laughs) Then um, the guy on the phone, yeah, Pittsburgh, says one of the weirdest things, because Jerry Stiller goes on this tirade about my wife's dead. My dad's dead. My mm-hmm. mom's dead. My kids Son, are dead. Yeah, yeah. Every, every everybody's dead. He's lost everything. And yeah, Pittsburgh's answer this to this is, uh, somebody sold counterfeit lugs to the airplane. No, 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 no. That, no, that was Jerry. Jerry, Jerry Stiller, Stiller was that. the one that was talking about that. Well, wait, that's how. What? That's how his yeah. mother died. Yeah, she died somebody, in a fireball because uh, a fireball on the side of a mountain, of a mountain because, because someone sold counterfeit, counterfeit lugs to the airplane. I wish they hadn't explained that. Like, not that they me, super explained it. I just yeah. wish he would have left it at my mother exploded died in a fireball, fireball on the side, on the side of, of a mountain. mountain because that really that makes me think a wizard yeah. was involved, <laughs> and I would much rather live in a world yeah. where a wizard made someone explode on the side of a mountain than yeah. fucking lug nuts or yeah, something. Yeah, so mom exploded on the side of a mountain. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they, you're they, the loser, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Well, and so the um the the yeah Pittsburgh uh started talking about how like Mandrake no you're down on everything and everyone yeah like, yeah I used to listen to you I've listened to you forever I'm not listening to you anymore what was this show before <laughs> well remember right. remember he was on a tear tonight oh he's on a rampage he's on a rampage yeah but I imagine. Every night he comes in, he's like, oh, tonight's the night. I am just sticking it to news, newsies. <laughs> newsies. Who needs Who do you them? think you are with those caps? Always around my ankles. <laughs> These little shuttlecocks have gone too far. Badminton, more like bad gamington. Get me a microphone. I'm cheesed. 
Also at cops. Still cops. Always Still cops. always angry at cops. Who needs cops? <laughs> Not Mandrake. So at this point, uh, he's like, I'm going to turn you you off. I'm going to tur- tune you out. Yeah. Jerry Stiller's like, you can't tune me out. No one can tune me out. It keeps showing the the board with pea soup on it. Yep. And, well, and like, they also keep showing the background because what he starts doing um, towards the very end of the act break, which we're coming up to, mm-hmm. um, he is pulling darts out of a map. Yes. Mm. And he walks back to the console. Um, and uh, I think it's around this time that he notices. Oh, wait, no, never mind. That's that's uh, that's in the next act. Um, he pulls the darts out and he's just chucking them yep. mm-hmm. at this dartboard. And that's when we notice, or at least this is this is when I mentioned to you. Did that say the Arizona Territory? Yes, it did. Yeah. That's right, yeah. And and so that's when I start thinking, like, guys, you can afford a map from this century. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it starts going, um, yeah, he, where he talks about how, like, you guys can't tune me out. I'm here forever. Blah, blah, blah. And then that's when he gets the, um, the grandma caller who's like, hello? Mm-hmm. Hello? Turn your radio down. Radio? I don't have a radio. I don't have a radio. It's 1922, and I'm calling from inside your mind. I'm doing the Charleston. (laughs) So at this point, this radio show transitions into the Mr. Show sketch about the (laughs) call-in talk show. No! The last week call-in talk show. It's the pre-taped call-in show. It's the pre-taped call-in show. Call-in tonight. Have you ever seen that sketch? Man? I have not. It is no. freaking brilliant. It's, it's like, one of it's the best one sketches of the best ever Show written. sketches ever. Yeah. The con- the conceit of the show is it is a pre-taped calling show that airs a week late, later than when it's filmed. Okay. So people are calling in, and they keep calling in for the wrong show because it's, it's <laughs> what's airing right now. Yeah. On cable. Okay. So he's doing one on social justice. And he's getting all these calls about pet grooming. <laughs> and he keeps getting more and more upset. And then it's the they show another TV and it's the next week. And he's like, stop calling about social justice. <laughs> that was last week's show. You should be calling in about next week's topic. It's it's the best. It's the best like plot convoluted. And you just ever. watch him yeah. descent into madness. Much like we're Werewolf. so so yes. who who was the host for that? Just wondering. Uh, David Cross. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was him or if it was uh, Bob Odenkirk. I, I think it could have been either of them, honestly. Like I think it would have worked well with Odenkirk too. But that was God damn it. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> All right. So at this point, he's getting these calls, and people are saying it's 1922. Mm-hmm. Well, right. And I think that the 1922 call um, was the act break. Yeah. Because then it comes back, and I don't remember if it was. No, it was it was still the old timey caller because I wrote down old timey. Right, color. it was the old timey caller um, where she's talking about how she doesn't have a radio. Um, the 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 only person with a phone. There people don't have phones, phones in, in their, their house. Homes. Yeah, not but in nineteen twenty two. Yeah, felt I loved compelled that. To call it, compelled to call in, or she felt compelled to speak to him. Speak to him. Yeah, well, she heard him, and so she just started replying to him. Yeah, but through what? Um, they never, they never go into that. Don't, don't, don't worry, pretty little head I've, about I've it, baby. I've got questions. <laughs> right? So at, shoe? This, at this point, I went, wait, are we time traveling? 
And if we are, why are we watching one man's descent into Wolfman Jack? <laughs> it, I, it, by this point, I had figured it out. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, um, I actually uh, put down uh, right after the the whole monologue about his whole family dying. Mm-hmm. Um, I put down that th- he's actually cursed to do this for the rest of mm-hmm. his life. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's what the twist is. Hell is other people calling into your radio show. Yes. <laughs> for eternity. Yes. Welcome back to Staring into the Void. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Mandrake, the Devil's Advocate. No, that was last week. Uh, so yeah, so we're getting more calls from weird, weird times. Yeah. So the in. the one guy calls in and he's he's talking about how President Wilson. It's just off his rocker. The next so call is... The next call... I, I would like, like to, to talk, talk about, about the concentration, concentration camps. camps. The Nazis, blink, and yeah. just instantly <laughs> hangs up. The next call. Charleston. Yeah. Charleston. The next caller. Boom, boom, The next caller was calling from June 17, 1967. Um, all they did gave was a up? date. No, I, I actually did not. I did. Nothing happened. Okay. Nothing happened. Okay. Um, I I thought that it was uh, remarkably close to the Detroit riots, mm-hmm. but um, it probably was. But. Well, it's it's a couple weeks off, but yeah. Um, so I just thought it was all that was was to establish that they're different times. She said nothing. They couldn't of come import. up with anything that happened in the sixties. No, there, there was a lot of stuff, yeah. but apparently not. So now um, is it now that he wants to go to break? Uh, I think it was a little. Uh, well, oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, it is. It is yeah, because it is. Right. that's when he looks, he looks and he notices that there's no longer a window <gasps> showing the engineer. It's what? just a wall. What? And then, yeah, I know, I know. I freaked out too. Um, and, and so he looks. It's just a wall, and he gets up, walks away from the microphone, and he's just touching the wall. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 gonna have some kind of effect. It's no. to touch the wall, and then oh, point. Oh, well, now the window's back. No. Now, if you've watched Oh Hello on Netflix, you will know, uh, you will recognize the level of schmacting that uh, Jerry Stiller is now doing when he answers a one-sided telephone call. But the thing is, it's not one-sided because we can hear both sides, but nobody told Jerry Stiller (laughs) that we would be able to hear both sides of the telephone call. Do you remember what the call was? You might have to do it. Mandrake. Mandrake. Hello, Mandrake. Hello? There you are. Hello, Mandrake. Hello, Mandrake? That's me. It's a classic. We don't know how the phone works. Mandrake, you've converted a lot of people to me. Converted a lot of people? I thought you never whined, Mandrake. Never whined? You... My story? A movie? (laughs) This... This... Forever? (laughs) Never ending? Story? Okay, so that is... I I mean, and he could not have telegraphed it more. It's like, okay, clearly it's the devil at this point, even though he Mm. had the voice of Wink Martindale. (laughs) Hello! (laughs) It was, it was Tell Gar- what else Gar- Gar- Yeah, yeah. 
I'm your boss. I couldn't have asked for a better advocate. And if you see your mom this weekend, tell her, sure I love tell her, her. Satan, Satan. <laughs> I, I liked how he was. Uh, he was like, "You brought more people to me than," and like, I immediately wrote down Slayer and Pat Boone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do we go to a break? I think here as well, right? Yeah, yeah. We come back. It is the board. Oh no, no! I don't think we're at a break anyway. I think we're just we're running it out now, right? Yeah, we, we are. We're just yeah. we're just running down. The okay, clock. we we do a we do a wipe or something. Okay. We're we're basically it does a card cut to the future, and it is LSD control panel world where. It's a bunch of blinking lights and shit. It's like a, it's like a Star Trek mm. console at this. And point. then it zooms out, and we see full demon. Makeup. Yeah, he went. He went full demon. Um, was he a demon? That was a demon. He had horns. Poking yeah, he had. Through. He had horns. So maybe he through. was a goat. No, well, I mean, no, it was, no. It he was. A, he was a demon. He was. A yeah. Demon. I, but who we also had a striking resemblance to was Luis Guzman. <laughs> <laughs> You want me to be the devil? <laughs> Killer Louis Guzman. Thanks, that thanks. Was, that was, that was, oh, thanks. oh, God, Jen's back. Oh, yeah, I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> I, let, I let Louis. Did Louis leave? Oh, all right. Um, because Wait, there's we, a lot of like, scary, there's a lot of scary, um, or supposedly scary monsters that show up on this show that are just like troll makeup, like yeah. just yeah. pig yeah. troll makeup. Which was that ever scary, or was that was like eighty five the perfect time for trolls and you know goblins and it might have shit. been just like that perfect storm of like no this is what's scary now warlock is here we're seeing uh, what were all the movies uh, labyrinth and warlock and and the ghoulies yeah the ghoulies trolls they were in your toilet yeah <laughs> so maybe that was scary at the time I just I, you know I I, I I I don't I don't think it was. I mean, maybe for maybe for syndicated, you know, UHF. Yeah. But even even then, that's still still kind of pushing things. Though we did we did miss one. All right. Um, important. He plot just didn't detail. look like a demon to me. I guess is what I'm saying. He no, looked more he, like a troll. Maybe trolls are demons. You don't know that. I think some trolls are demons, but not all. Not demons all are trolls. trolls are. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. That's my dad talking. <laughs> What do we miss, Maddie? Um, so he was he was talking to the devil. The devil's congratulating him and doing such a good job being the devil's advocate. Here's what right? you've won. Yeah, um, and that is when the devil plays for him his own obit. Oh, that's right. Where he hears <gasps> the the radio announcer talking about how they found Mandrake, the devil devil's advocate, behind the wheel. Of his car, dead. What? 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 But wasn't yeah. he seeing a dead person behind the wheel of his car at the beginning of the episode? episode? Um, ah! And oh, it was some some wino, some bum, some Wolfman Jack looked like. <laughs> he could have been a demon, but really, he looked like a troll. <laughs> kind of a werewolfy yes, that's, troll. That's, that's exactly that's exactly. You what know, I was he say. was like he was like the kind of monster that looked like it was just made out of a bunch of pieces of fried chicken. <laughs> you know that old just, chestnut. Just a hot glued uh, fried chicken face. 
You ever see that just coming at you? Jowls. Yeah. Jowls made out of thigh meat. Every finger a wing. <laughs> every every cheek a breast. I'm talking extra crispy. You know what I mean. Well, wearing like a hat and pants. <laughs> Looking real casual, oh, like yeah. like a, a day of relaxed golfing. Yeah, <laughs> just somebody who's gonna Arnold Palmer it out on the links. Just gonna hit a few balls. Like you're not doing uh, <laughs> no heavy lifting. No, you're not at the Jamie Farr. Uh, Invitational. Invitational. <laughs> anyway. So he's just at the board. Calls keep coming in. And and so they they made sure to reinforce that these calls were coming in from different times. Mandrake, it's nineteen twenty two. Yeah, hello. It's nineteen twenty four. Who's 1937. this? Nineteen thirty seven. And it's the same woman at this point. Like they're not even trying <laughs> to make it sound like different, different calls. Stop calling in yeah. a lady. Oh, hello, it's me from nineteen seventy four. Look, nineteen fifty six. Well, hello, Mrs. Zatarans. <laughs> Zatarans. Oh, oh. Wait, Kermit? Is that you? It's Lady Zatarans Yoda. Oh. Zatarans. Oh, blood. Okay. Oh, it's only ten forty eight. Perfect. <laughs> And and now we've got the shot of uh, of Mandrake that that you can feel it in your bones after watching a season and a half of this show. It's the shot that says this shot will be three minutes long. <laughs> oh yeah, it is just him at the board like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much longer I can deal with this makeup on my face. It's starting oh, to burn. Hello, <laughs> it's me, Lady Zatarans. I just want this to be the rest of the episode. <laughs> oh, if they would have gone out on a hot 45 yeah. seconds of Lady No, Sarah. no, I mean, I want this to be the rest of Transmissions. <laughs> well, let's get through the details, and then we'll go out on Lady Zanarans. <laughs> so what the end of, what the end of that, that lengthy shot of Jerry Stiller needed was the Curb Your Enthusiasm music. <laughs> I think that would have made it perfect. Just that long shot. And instead, then, though, it just, it just, yep. instead, though, it just ended with really bad jazz. Yes. But, you know, whatever. All right. I had about a thousand other episode titles for this show. I had a couple, but I don't think any of them are going to be as good as yours. So, oh, go ahead. yeah, you good. were, yeah, no, knock them out. All I, right. I so, uh, here's alternate episode titles One Man's Descent into Wolfman Jack, uh, The Time Travel Possibilities of Pea Soup, Wolfman Blues. <laughs> Good. Shocked Jock. Okay, nice. Hell O. Oh, no. <laughs> Just keep the camera rolling. <laughs> <laughs> that soup was a totally unnecessary detail. It, it totally was. No difference at all. Like uh, I said, like I said, they spent 13 cents on a can of soup, and goddamn it, they were going to use that soup. 22 minutes of film, 13 <laughs> cents on a can of soup. <laughs> And the kids stay in the picture. picture. <laughs> <laughs> Give Jen. us a sweet scale, Jen. Oh, well, no. Right. Did you did you have any alternate titles? Oh, oh I did shit. not. I I'm did sorry. not. What did you have? <laughs> Hoboken, New Jersey. You're on with Mandrake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Are we going to play our own version of the Larry King game? <laughs> I also, the, the second one that I had was the devils in the details. But Okay. 
mainly the details that he was the body in the car. Uh, how many um, how many uh, jars of pea soup would you give this episode? I would have given it five. Okay. I would have four. Yeah. I, I did not think that this was a bad episode. I just thought that it wasn't a good episode. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'd go five too. It's not. It's not great. It's not. It's. It's very middle of the road. In I, I if hate it was to say on, it. I might watch it. I hate to say it, but I think that in more skilled hands, it would have been a much a better, better episode. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's that's not a slight on Jerry Stiller because I think that he would have done he chewed better. It up. I think that he would have done better with better material. Well, it was Jerry Stiller doing what Jerry Stiller does best, which is screaming for twenty two minutes. <laughs> He needed a he needed a better foil. Yeah, he did. Like the people on the phone weren't enough. Yeah, I would have preferred. Okay, so we're going to the writers' room. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would have preferred that the devil was the station manager. Oh, nice. And that okay. he had that person to play off of. Yeah, that um that kept pushing him further. Yep. To go further and further into the, his descent, there was there wasn't really any descent. I think which was right. the, the problem. There was no like Jerry Stiller came in at an eleven and he stayed in an eleven. There was like a little bit of like a, a confusion. Yeah, dip. that he started a, in the deep end of the yeah. pool. Yeah, right. That was the problem is that they relied on that caller who said he's been listening for years mm-hmm. to give credence to wh- how much he's changed. Yeah, but it's like as a viewer. I only know what I see. Yeah. It doesn't really matter yeah. if I say, like, you used to be so different. I mean, even if he's giving it, even if he's sort of, like, bored with it in the beginning and just giving out sort of lame advice and somebody were, calls him and then he's like, okay, you know what you really should do? You should go fucking kill yourself and, you know, go do, you know, and then it escalates. They could have, they could have very easily and in very short order shown how far he's gone from what he normally did to mm-hmm. where he is now. Yeah. Um, they could have very easily reinforced that and they didn't do it. They just started, you're exactly right. They started with him yelling at people and it just kind of continued for 22 minutes. Right. It's the truth. Why even have that station manager in there? I don't know why there was a station manager so that's why and I why men- there was soup. So that's why I mentioned <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan because I was like, was he dead the whole time and the station man- manager actually never saw him? Oh, so he was just like dozing in there? Yeah. Or, okay. Well, because because after a certain point, the station manager just leaves. True. Mm. Where I mean, that wouldn't have happened either. They would have gotten a fill-in host, but you know, I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's fucking. Let's... Did you give it a rating? What'd you say? I gave it. I said four. four. You said yeah. four. Yeah, okay, said so four. five, yeah, so five, that's, four. That's... All right. Nah. Not the worst. Not the best. Yeah. It didn't do anything that made me hate it, hate it. Yeah. I just would not watch it again. If it was on TV, it wouldn't hurt you. Right. But but this is definitely something I would have on in the background. Yeah. Though uh, the one thing that I did notice is that when he was like 50% transformed to a demon, he kind of looked like Meatloaf in the I'll Do Anything for Love video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, you never see Meatloaf and Jerry Stiller in the same, same room. room together. <laughs> or Louise Guzman. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's it's kind of like how you never see Jello Biafra and Fred Schneider in the same room. It's the truth. They're the same person, I'm just saying. Imagine Jello Biafra doing Love Shack. Or Fred Schneider doing um, I don't Holiday know, Kill the Poor. Or, yeah. or Holiday in Cambodia. Yeah, th- let's face it. 
when you think about it, it makes perfect sense. Let her rip. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> it's all the same. I have to say, um, we have been working with another podcast that is quite fantastic that if you haven't checked out yet, it is totally worth checking out. It is called My Neighbors Are Dead. It is hosted by a longtime friend of mine, Adam Peacock. You know Adam as well, Jim? I do, yeah. And is produced by a, uh, also a longtime friend of mine, Nate Dufort. Um, they have a little commercial to tell you about the show that they're doing at Go Comedy on July 20th. It is a Thursday at 9 o'clock. We're going to play that commercial right now, and we'll be right back. Hey, Transmissions fans, this is Adam Peacock. And I'm Nate Dufort. And we're from My Neighbors Are Dead. If you haven't had a chance to check us out, basically what we do is we get to interview side characters that maybe you didn't get a chance to meet from some of your favorite horror movies. And if you have heard the podcast, know that we're coming to Ferndale, Michigan to Go Comedy July 20th to do our first live show ever. We'll be joined by Margaret Edwardowski, Mike McGettigan, and Garrett Fuller. And we may even have some surprises for you night of. So go check us out. That's July 20th at 9 you can get tickets at gocomedy.net. Hope to see you there. Welcome back to Transmissions from the Dark Side. So we're going to be there. Uh, yeah, yes. definitely. I absolutely will. We would love to see you there. We would love to have you guys support these guys. Boy, oh boy, that was a dumb saying, but I meant every word of it. Um, they're awesome. They're just awesome dudes. Uh, that night, yeah, they said it in the commercial, but Garrett Fuller is going to be there. Margaret Edwardowski is going to be there. Mike McGettigan, maybe a special guest. Maybe a special guest. Are you not talking I'm, about the special guest? No, they're, they're, well, it won't be. I will be producing the show for them live. Oh, I thought you were on it. Okay. I'm not on it, um, but no, there might be a special guest. Oh, okay. It's me. <laughs> Lady Zatarans. Lady Zatarans. Heir to the Zatarans fortune. I've been working on a railroad all day. The the sole heir to the, the Zatarans sole heir. fortune. Yes. I'm the sole heir to the Zatarans fortune. <laughs> Zatarans. You know... When I need jambalaya. No, you sound like Grover. Oh, you do not have to thank me. Also, near far. Oh, Lady Zatarain's real tired now. If you want more information about transmissions from the dark side, just read the Bible. Just read. Oh, head to your local library. We're part of reading is fundamental. Riff. Nope, that was the end of Voyagers. All right. Uh, if you haven't checked us out on Facebook, we are facebook.com slash T from the dark side. You can find all of our uh, live streams there. Uh, we are on Twitter and not using it as much as we should. At, we will. Uh, We're going to use it more. So TFTDS pod. Yep. Uh, we are on Instagram as well yep. at T from the Dark Side, and we are going to start picking that up. Yeah, we are. So that is worth the follow, and we'll follow you, baby. Yeah. Follow for follow, hashtag follow for follow, <laughs> hashtag follow for nosebleed in the social media. That sounds like uh, payola. It's, it's, oh, no. All right. Thanks so much for listening to Transmissions from the Dark Side. Matt's going to take, take a it home. now. You to, I need to lay down. We'll if you have any questions, please shoot us an email. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. If you have any opinions, if you loved this episode and we got it totally wrong, let us know. 
Uh, it is T from the dark side at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. Yes, indeed. And always appreciate the rates and reviews that we get on iTunes. Uh, but we love the subscriptions even more. All right, Maddie, anything else? <sighs> Try to enjoy the Try to enjoy the daylight. Yeah, that's probably what you should do. We'll see you next episode. Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTDS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight. <laughs>